0: Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show where a man completely immersed in anime culture torments his co-host who is only allowed to watch the shows featured here. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash context. Alongside over 100 hours of exclusive bonus material, all episodes uploaded to Patreon are completely ad-free, even to non-patrons. Thanks for listening, and enjoy.
1: Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime.
0: And Gudon is my second favorite Pokemon. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase.
1: Okay, Remington. Uh, I know you're actively dying, so I'm going to keep this nice, straightforward, and simple for you.
0: <laughs> Helwa. He- fuck. <laughs> uh,
1: and if that wasn't proof So uh, For, for enough, any,
0: any non-patrons. Patrons understood because of the unhinged pre-banter. Uh, but I I've been awake for far too long.
1: Yep, and uh, we're gonna wrap this up nice and quickly. But it's okay because this is an easy one to
0: explain, and it's nice and easy like me.
1: <laughs> okay, we really gotta double time this, don't we? Holy no, shit! No, this
0: hey, this is just Max comedy. All right, <laughs> this is Max this comedy is, what the is want. Max
1: sleep deprivation. Is that what you're going for?
0: I think so. Okay. According according to any teenage over ever i believe so you know just those moments where you all stay up like a bit later than you should and you reach the point that like you're all trying to fall asleep and then one person will like do one thing and you all lose your fucking minds
1: uh yes the 3 a.m drunk effect
0: uh, yeah it's that but like it's but it's me and i'm also all of the friends <laughs>
1: and i'm just here watching you descend into madness yeah
0: yeah <laughs> all right
1: cool uh, well, Remington, uh, this week, we're going to be watching something that, uh, I quite enjoy.
0: Oh, okay, alright.
1: Uh, and it's a new anime this season, which, you know, that's a fun combination, nice and
0: topical. Oh, nice and new, look how relevant we yeah. are. Yeah,
1: and it was a manga I read, uh, prior to the anime being announced as well. Alright, okay. So I am uh, quite prepared for this one, uh, and it, you're probably gonna be able to tell why I like it, <laughs> uh, because, Rem, it's it's a fantasy.
0: Yep, that'll do it.
1: Yeah. And uh, the premise is really straightforward. It,
0: it's gonna be J.R.R. Tolkien's uh, the uh, waifu. That's the whole title.
1: J.R.R. Tolkien's the waifu. <laughs> Not Lord of the Waifu. <laughs> Not a waifu's tale. Just uh, the waifu.
0: Yeah, it's like the Hobbit. Yeah, I see. I see. But the waifu. Uh, hilariously. Look, they- if if that existed, you you would see it day one you're not wrong. You're you're, look.
1: I, I can't argue with that. Uh, but I will say there are halflings in this anime.
0: Uh, uh, All right. Yep. I mean, fantasy makes sense. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean like you don't always see halflings in anime, right? Yeah. Like it's usually primarily just elves, lots of elves, elves everywhere. Yeah. Oops, all elves, uh, (laughs) which I'm not complaining about. I just like a little bit of variety. Uh, but, uh, this, this little fantasy anime is pretty straightforward, actually. Uh, It is a little anime about a group of adventurers who, uh, it starts out with them fighting a big old red dragon in the deep depths of a massive dungeon. Uh, Okay, yep. Which, you know, nice and great start. Uh, But here's the problem, right? They fucked it. Not the dragon. They didn't fuck the dragon. Uh, Oh, baby. (laughs) They fucked it up, rather, uh, and made some mistakes and ended up being a bit too hungry for the fight and had a near party wipe when their mage uh, gets bitten and nearly eaten by the dragon, uh, is able to send them back to the beginning, uh, starting town using a clutch teleport spell, but unfortunately, at the cost of her being uh, fully uh, om nom by the big old dragon. And the story... See, you
0: said this was gonna be simple, but we're starting off with, like, an intense start. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Look, it starts off intense, but the whole overarching story is really straightforward, Rem. Because the story really begins after they get sent back, and uh, uh, the human of the party, uh, Lyos, is uh, determined to go back in there and rescue her because uh, it's her sister. It's his sister. Excuse me. Pronouns are hard sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and there is a resurrection mechanic in this in this setting, so people can die but be brought back. But here's the catch. Uh, they don't know if somebody can be brought back after they've been fully digested and turned into poop. So...
0: <laughs> so they're trying to resurrect shit.
1: Well, they don't. They're trying to get down and rescue her before she becomes shit.
0: <laughs> and then, unfortunately, then we end up with, like, a little Jurassic Park scenario, and it's just, it's real rough. Yeah, Jeff Golum is there. It's, it's awful. <laughs> When are we going to watch the Jeff Goldblum anime, Sean? Oh god,
1: I would watch the shit out of that, you kidding me? <laughs> just an anime, like like a typical fantasy anime, but Jeff Goldblum just happens to be there.
0: I, 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 I wanted to see what would happen if I typed in uh, Goldblum anime, and, and they were just like, hey, have you heard of Captain Planet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Captain Which... Planet
1: is my favorite anime.
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, there, 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 there you go. He does additional voices in Captain Planet. Oh, God. <laughs> uh,
1: but alas, no Jeff Goldblum. Uh, he wants to go back and rush down. But here's the problem. Uh, adventuring kinda costs money, cause you need supplies, party members, and most importantly, food. Um, uh, here's the problem, though. Uh, they got teleported out, but most of their shit did not. So it was very much an emergency, hey, get the lives out and worry about the uh uh stuff later type of situation. So
0: can can they find like uh so someone to give them a loan? Uh
1: I'm sure they could. But that's not the solution that Lyos comes up with.
0: See, it's probably what they should have come up with. Just find find a little like hoggish greedly and uh <laughs> and, and just and, and, and just like, go
1: into deep debt to rescue uh his sister. Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah,
1: yeah, no, there. He has a better solution, uh, which is the whole premise of the show. Um, since they can't, since they have what gear they have currently on their bodies, uh, his main plan is like, okay, uh, with his remaining party members, like, hey, you sell all your shit, uh, and I'll use the remaining money to go in alone and try and rescue her. Uh, but his party's like, nah, fam, we like her too. We want to help. Uh, and his, it's his revealed his grand plan is to. Uh, forego buying any supplies whatsoever and just eat whatever he finds in the dungeon <laughs> uh, because remington the anime we're watching today is simply titled uh dungeon meshi or uh delicious in dungeon oh jesus a little verminous scumboy <laughs> yes because uh, the whole premise is going on this big rescue mission all the while uh eating of various fantasy foods along the way uh having a good time and uh traumatizing the poor elf uh mage who really uh doesn't want to eat monsters uh but cares enough about her friend um. that she's willing to try and put herself through it to go through you,
0: it. you go through you loot and plunder and then you find some grub and you know you're it's all set
1: yeah well i made mean, some grub it can be literal because sometimes it will be just eating straight up grubs whoopsie <laughs>
0: Some grubs, some sliced sludge here and there, you know, it's just, it's a little bit of ooze.
1: Yep. And, uh, they don't have to go at it alone. It's a, it starts out as a party of three because uh, the rest of his original party fucking dipped <laughs> after that. yeah. So it starts off with Lyos the human, uh, Marseille the elf, uh, so human fighter, uh, elven mage, and then uh, Chilcha, the uh, halfling rogue, I want to say. Is probably the best way to define him. He does he deals with like traps and lockpicks and things like that. So Rogue is pretty right. Uh and they start their journey and start trying to make food out of scorpion and walking mushroom. Uh, and they they're just fucking it. They just they 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 just they just aren't doing a great job. When a lovely dwarf uh, by the name of Senshi shows up and is like, oh, you're trying to make a hot pot, I see. Let me help you out. Uh, and joins the party and gives step-by-step instructions on how to prepare a giant scorpion and walking mushroom uh, hot pot. And the whole story is just the four <laughs> of them going deeper and deeper, going through adventures and uh, just eating whatever they come across and having little cooking episodes about it. And it, is... I mean, it,
0: seems, it seems like it has, has uh, some potential. Uh, yeah. It's actually, look, compared to last week, I, I'm I'm sure that this will have a, a, like a higher mouse score than the girl I like forgot her glasses. So I'm I'm a little bit hopeful.
1: Yeah, no, I can guarantee it definitely does. Uh, just so you can adjust your barometer in the future. Uh, and I quite enjoy it. Like it's it's a comedy, right? Uh, first and foremost. Uh, but it's got a lot of that good anime food that we all like to watch, and it's just a bit of fun. And plus. Watching Marceal suffer is pretty fucking entertaining in my book. Uh I adore her. She's an adorable little elf girl. But she uh <laughs> Uh she she really doesn't want to eat monsters and I find that fucking hilarious. <laughs> Cause elves. Haha. Yeah. Uh yeah. look, we lately in anime we've just been having some good elves. What with Free Ren and whatnot, so we've got another one with Marseille. So yeah, I that's the well, basic, fingers crossed. Yeah, basic premise. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, Senchi is a great dwarf. You can't see his mouth move at all, which is wonderful because of the big beard and helmet. And yep, yeah, yeah, wonderful. So I think that's all we really need to discuss. So without further ado, Remington, let's go straight into it. Let's go watch some dungeon meshi. And we are back after watching the first five episodes of the hit 2024 anime, Dungeon Meshy or Delicious in Dungeon. And Remington, was it a nice fun little romp through a dungeon like I told you it was? Or do you have like some cold hearted bastard response to my nice little comfy show that uh, <laughs> that I'm not anticipating?
0: Look, not every critique is cold hearted bastard. All right. Okay. That's not. It's okay. not. There's. There's more of a spectrum there. All right, uh, as I'm sure we'll explore, like we always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing I, I wanted to to bring up, I had, I had an interesting moment this past week. Okay. Sean. on. Uh, I I was doing. A, uh, I was a guest on Shonen Flaw. Uh, shout out to the Shonen Flop boys. I was on their podcast uh, all about uh, you know failed manga. And uh,
1: yeah, which is hilarious because you never mentioned this to me until after you had done it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I have my own life, Sean. I'm doing my own things. Uh, <laughs> one but... of our
1: close podcasting friends, and you, neither of the two of them, were like,
0: oh, yeah, by the
1: way, Remington's <laughs> coming on an episode with us. It's like, oh, oh, I see. Cool. Thanks, buddies.
0: Oh, man. I,
1: like, I'm not saying that I needed to be on the episode or anything, but, like, I just would have been like, oh, shit, cool. I, one of my, my friends are collaborating. I can't wait to listen to the episode. Uh, that would have been nice. It, it's
0: the second time I've been uh, on on their podcast. It should be up uh, within the month at some point. Uh, and it was also the second ever time that I had read any manga. But throughout the experience, uh, we started talking about different anime and things. And uh, David, one of the hosts of Shown Flop, recommended uh, something he had recommended in the first um, the, the the first episode we had recorded long time ago. Right. Mm-hmm. and it was uh dungeon meshy. yeah it was dungeon meshy. i had not yet watched the anime uh the first time he recommended it he was like this is a manga you will like uh and this time he was like it's a manga it's been adapted now it's being adapted and uh, you'll like it and i was like that sounds familiar <laughs> he <was>
1: it. <laughs> we had recorded like, some days previously
0: <laughs> Yeah, we had recorded uh, the part one. This is just this happened between part one and part two of this episode, and I was like, that sounds so familiar." Wait a minute, <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, great news, David! We're recording that right now." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what well, we're gonna see, uh, David from Shonen Flop, he thinks that I'm gonna like this. Well, uh, I- the the question is, is he correct? We'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean, cause. Genuinely speaking, Rem, this anime, there's not a lot, there's not a lot for you to heavily critique, I feel like, uh, in terms of your normal anime complaints, right? Because it is very, it's a very simple show. It's a very simple show, but I feel like it's a simple show that does, handles its, uh, simplicity well.
0: See, Sean, you say that, and because because my brain is broken, like, the little gremlin in my brain, when you say, oh... It, you probably won't be able to take it in the normal ways. It's like, it's that a fucking challenge? And it's like, I know that that gremlin isn't... It's not a gremlin of rationality. Uh, it's, <laughs> Please don't let it be a gremlin of rationality, Ram. Please. Uh. <laughs> and, and so I, I tend to to shy away shy away from that gremlin, but it's there. It is there. Uh. Nonetheless, let's jump into how I actually think about uh, Dungeon Meshi and and what even happens in it. We open up with some exposition all about this great mad magician at the the core of of this dungeon. Who, uh, if anybody goes and defeats them, they become the the king of the dungeon, just king of all of it. Yeah, it's all theirs. Uh, and that's just not really relevant. That's like, oh, cool. All right, that becomes
1: relevant that's- later. But that like that's just set dressing for now, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, very much so. It's like we don't have a bunch of adventurers who are like, "This is my my duty and my vow." It's mostly like, "Ah, it's cool if it ever happens." Anyway, right? Uh, <laughs> it, it it very much takes the background, which which I can admire. We then jump into uh in media res in the middle of a battle with a dragon. Just a standard adventuring party. Uh, a warrior dude. He's kind of out of it and which really you should not be kind of that's the worst time to just be daydreaming.
1: I mean to be fair though, they all had a good reason for being a little out of it, which was the premise of yeah. the series.
0: <laughs> and so uh be because he's out of it, he has to get saved by his sister who then gets eaten by a dragon. Um but teleports uh most of them away before that.
1: Uh, basically everybody but her.
0: Yeah. Th- there's also like apparently like a barbarian and a samurai, who the fuck knows.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they man. they quit immediately. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> They come back later. Don't worry. But like
1: they they just were like, ah, fuck this noise. I'm out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they get teleported out. Uh, which I'm I'm in love with you. Yeah, yeah. You can't be daydreaming, but If if your sister dies, kind of your fault.
1: Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent.
0: And you should guys. feel bad about it.
1: <laughs> oh, he, hey, let me tell you, he does.
0: <laughs> uh, so they they are like all right well we have to head back in asap uh resurrect her from poop as as you mentioned in part 1 that's the plan uh they well hopefully before a, she
1: becomes poop like that's that's a very important uh yeah decision. before she
0: becomes poop uh and, and so they're on a bit of a race against time uh but here we meet one of the first tonal inconsistencies of this show um that i think is both why it's popular but also uh, the tension is there. In this sense, it is extremely urgent. Oh, fuck. We need to get to that sister before she gets digested. Otherwise, it's all over. Right. Uh, But then, arguably, most of the time, the show has a very casual, nonchalant tone. It loses that urgency for most of what we have seen so far. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, kick back a little bit. Just enjoy yourself. Yeah, we'll get there when we get there. Which is very strange (laughs) yes very odd and and probably there's gonna be a couple other like tonal inconsistencies that have pros and cons this one more or less just a con it's more or less just a negative on this one uh because yeah it's like holy shit we need to do this now it's the equivalent of uh playing a a video game right Mm. like a big open world sprawling thing and it's like ah the villain has taken your love interest and will kill them any moment now you better rush and you're like yeah but i just I, I have like four more side quests i need to do in this area yeah. so i'm just gonna go finish that up and then i'll be right there and it's like okay that's <laughs> kind kind of takes you out you know right uh but they go they go in they're like we're gonna eat some monsters and there's the warrior dude i don't know any of their names i don't <laughs> know any of their names uh they're not even that's... that
1: complex friend.
0: you got warrior you got Bios. wizard girl uh, she's Mar- an elf, Marciel, yeah, and you have a halfling rogue, Chilchuck. Uh, and so they they're going in. The wizard girl is like, "Oh, but I don't want to eat monsters." Uh, but the warrior, he has always wanted to. Yep. In fact, it seems like he's kind of he's like, "Hey, look, it kind of sucks that my my sister, who I love dearly, might die, but it's a lovely opportunity to eat <laughs> some monsters." <laughs> he is he's he's not wildly concerned about his sister for most of these 5 episodes if i'm leveling with you like if you were to to measure the emotional intensity of concern about his sister yeah. and desire to eat monsters yeah. one of those dwarfs the other yeah. one of those is is so monumentally higher than the other <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah i will say that um the the one reason they can not like rush down blindly as much as possible is they do clarify uh that the biology of dragons is that they digest things super slowly and spend most of their time in like a hibernation state so that's why they're not immediately rushing because like if it was like oh we gotta get to her before she dies types of thing then she would uh very much uh there's no fucking shot they are working under the assumption that she is dead and they need to beat the Dragon Digestion, which they are under the assumption is fairly slow, so they are not taking their time, per se, but they are going down at a consistent uh, pace while doing what they can to scavenge resources and stay alive. It's just that the overall feel of the show is slow, laid-back, and comfy uh, to start with, so it it definitely feels like they're not as urgent as they could.
0: Yeah, well, and especially because there's it opens up with that moment of panic of, yes, yes. oh fuck, we need to, we can, we don't have time to prepare or do anything like that. We have to go in now, so that we can uh, take our time, be very deliberate and thoughtful. It's like, oh, okay, well, so it, it's, there's that, especially all... the contrast of them needing to get the fuck in there, get into the dungeon, and then just casually exploring through the dungeon.
1: Well, they're they're making. Progress. They're not exploring. They're going C- certainly
0: making certainly making progress. Uh, but that that tension is undeniably there.
1: Yeah. It, but also, let's be honest. The secondary desire of Lios really just wanting to chow down on some monsters uh, is very much, definitely, definitely a guiding force there as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Like I will so- say, as somebody who's read the manga, things get more urgent the farther it goes on, as you might imagine. Uh, but you know, early days, you gotta, you gotta ease people into the, uh, things, and you gotta just show how much of a psychopath that Laius is in a lot of ways.
0: Uh, Honestly, I think I probably could have done without the whole sister being digested thing. Right. I I probably could have done without that at all, because I don't, thus far, I think it has only detracted, because it's, like, called into question a little bit about, like, the characters and the pacing, whereas if that wasn't there. Those are a couple major critiques that would just be gone, and I don't think I would lose any satisfaction thus far.
1: Right, but the hard part with that is is having the motivation for the other characters to go in and go on this uh, monster eating adventure. That like that's that's the big crux of it. Because
0: have we got chi- uh, all right, same same case. All right, okay, same case. Uh, they but now they're fighting the dragon, and they have super special item. All right, it's. Sentimental or valuable or extremely important for one of them, uh, or it's how one harnesses their power. Many different routes you can go with there, right? Right. Uh, they all get teleported out. They desperately still need that item before perhaps another adventuring party gets to it or some shit. So even then, there's a little bit of urgency, but it's not the type that will like bring into question. And it feels more reasonable to be casual about it because uh, it's a dragon. Blah blah blah. You have basically all of the the ingredients and all of the pros without any of the cons. Because then, if it's like, oh, why are they being casual? Aren't they worried about saving the sister? It's like, okay, yeah, they're 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 taking their time. Hopefully, they get the MacGuffin.
1: I mean, I guess, but God, it's harder to do this when you've read the whole manga, isn't it? Because um, <laughs> <laughs> man, I care about the characters quite a lot. So it's like, uh, I, mm, mm, I don't know. I don't know. It's an understandable critique, but it's one that I don't mind so much.
0: <laughs> Alright, we'll 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 continue on. Uh, so further on in episode 1, as they're going down, they kill a mushroom monster, a little scorpion. Uh, they want to cook it, and then a dwarf pops out. Uh, the dwarf is the absolute expert on uh, making all monster foods. I wouldn't be surprised if they had written the literal book that the warrior has about eating monsters because the dwarf knows everything about it. He helps out. Uh, he makes the dish into a good one. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, dwarf hears about the red dragon. He's like, I've always wanted to eat that. Let's all go together. Team. Uh, and and they make uh, some more food uh, with some trees. <laughs> uh, episode, episode two, uh, we see that the dwarf disapproves of the modern adventurer diet. They get into a conflict with a basilisk, take its eggs, kill it, cook it up, make some grub, uh, help a poisoned adventurer. Uh the the wizard girl. She has a bad idea for Mandrakes uh, that uh, is is silly, and they're like, "Oh, that's impossible." And she like kind of sort of uses it, and it goes wrong. But then it kind of goes right. Um, at this point, uh, towards the end of episode two, I think they recognized that one the characters were all huge assholes to the wizard girl like in a way it wasn't like oh friendly camaraderie it was oh they're all being dicks yep. uh and also that the show felt like she was useless and it was it was very much like a sakura situation for uh for these two episodes and there's this weird moment at the end of the second one where it's like oh no 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 we don't think that you're a dumb useless bitch despite like reinforcing that for two episodes you'll it's you're better off later is all i guess and I was like, oh, okay, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that fixes it by any means, uh, but at least it shows that they're kind of aware that, <laughs> that I think they were going the wrong direction with that, uh, because it really was just turning her into a magical Sakura, which is not a good idea, where it's just like, yeah, she's useless and nags and is wrong all the time. It's like, uh, but? <laughs>
1: I, mm. I don't like elf slander. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's really... not
0: me doing the. It's not me doing the slandering. It was them doing the slandering. I'm defending this bitch. All right, I'm saying that that she has way more potential than what the first episodes did to her. I just like, but yes, a but lot. <laughs> well, well, the first two episodes are not the reason why. Hmm. Uh, the the first two episodes, it's rough. I... Uh, and I I think this is. A little bit indicative of something with the characters in that it it clearly takes some time for them to find their footing with what they're doing with the characters. That's, that's very much what it feels like because all the characters have moments where they just kind of suck. <laughs> and not in a like, oh, all characters have flaws. That makes them more compelling. But in a like, okay, asshole, then get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> all have moments where I don't want them to be on my screen. Which is not good or intentional. That that's doing something wrong. But I think that I I think Dungeon Meshi is kind of aware of that because with those moments, it'll usually have a a a brief moment later on where it's like, hey, actually, um, whoopsie about that kind of. And it's like, oh, okay. I mean, I hey, I I'm all for taking accountability and doing that in the show, and I I like that. That can somewhat mirror human dynamics, very nice to see. things you don't often see. Uh, but it doesn't end up feeling as authentic or uh, human as I would like. It feels it feels like bad initial moments with poorly justified uh, like steps back on those bad moments. So it, at least they recognize that at least they fix that and it seems like they improve a lot of those ingredients and elements. But oh man, I feel like, especially in the adaptation, you could have probably like revised a couple of those. I feel like that might have been wise.
1: I, I just think I was enjoying myself too much to really notice anything like that because I because I was mostly chuckling at a lot of the moments that happened.
0: And a lot of the moments are pretty solid moments. Uh, And, and we'll get into like more of the minutia. Uh, it, it It's you'll see like th- this sounds a little overly negative right now, and it will be i I will explain why that is the case in a bit mm-hmm. uh and and so the after uh, a- after all of this, they end up uh going and exploring, and the rogue sets is like he he knows about the traps and so he's avoiding them, but the dwarf he just steps on all of them uh in also kind of like an asshole way where he's very dismissive of the rogue now um and and they have like kind of, a moment where it's better once again, uh, but it's like, Dwarf, why, why are you being such an ass? Why can't you be like, oh, like, and it, he eventually gets to the point where he's like, that's that's very talented, good shit. Uh, but for a hot minute, he's like, ah, fuck it, fuck you. And it's like, what the hell? I don't
1: think it was, it was meant as, like, a direct insult to the character himself. It was more like, uh, this guy lives in the dungeon and is pretty apathetic to most things that aren't his direct interest, and that causes some assholery, uh, which also made, makes the scenes kind of hilarious, in my opinion. Because I I had a lot of fun watching Senshi, that's his name, uh, walking around and just setting off traps, uh, while Chillchuck is freaking the fuck out, because genuinely that made me laugh my ass off. It gave me strong, it gave me strong, uh, d d vibes, especially when a certain uh, co-host of mine plays d d in dungeons I'm running.
0: Oh, oh, certainly. Uh, however, if let, let's use the D and D comparison for b- both examples I just listed. Uh, if if you had players who uh, like kept you, you take someone like the wizard girl, and the whole table is constantly belittling them and making them seem useless, and then after that player would justifiably be like, "Hey, this is bullshit." They're all like, "No, actually, like you're you're you're, gen- you're a great member of the team." like, all right, then what the fuck were you doing? Like, that wouldn't be a uh, good player's or story. Likewise, this moment, uh, if if a player pulls all of that, uh, that would be a frustrating moment at the table. Uh, it would be like, oh, what the fuck are you doing, bud? Uh, and, and so I, I think that in a lot of ways, dungeon meshy, at least in these earlier episodes, is indicative of, like, a bad D&D, uh, at least in those party dynamics. Uh, we, we get, they, they make some food using the traps, which is nice and creative. Uh, we get to episode three and, uh, episode three, we get some flashbacks to, uh, just like a straight up massacre that happened against some living armor. And, uh, this is like a secondary, uh, point of tension. This one has pros and cons this one better than the last, but also I don't think they do it perfectly. And this is the tension between this show has moments of like sayin violence right where it's brutal and bloody and fucked it uh, a show. <laughs> that's wild to me contrasted with it's more like casual size of life elements right um and i i think like combining the two and putting them together uh it fits with that kind of d d like story they're telling and it adds an interesting appeal to it uh that being said it's a very hard balance to strike and I don't think they always succeed. I think that there's quite a few moments where uh it just feels jarring and or gratuitous or or like they aren't taking things seriously that they should or some balance of those um I think overall I like them doing that combo um and I think it's an interesting and unique and original twist on things. Uh, I just don't think they always stick the landing in that regard uh they so we we have that flashback of the massacre against the living armor, uh, and you have the warrior who's like, "I would love to eat that living armor." And the dwarf's like, "Homie, it's goddamn metal. You can't. You, <laughs> what, what, I, don't, I don't know what you're saying. It's magic metal. What the? You you can't eat it. And it's like what about the straps?" And he's like, "Don't. That's just don't. No. Just stop." <laughs>
1: Ah uh, uh, God, it's one of the best jokes in these early episodes, honestly. It's, it, it,
0: it's pretty solid. It's pretty solid. uh, and so they they go to the same area that there was the the massacre. and uh now instead of just a couple living armor, they're all living armor. It's an army of living armor. Ah, uh, they plan, all right, some of us will distract. another one will go in, kill like whatever magical source or wizard is controlling them. So they send the warrior in and he sees a glorious pair of living armor, this one highly decorated, uh, and it immediately breaks the warrior's sword, a sword he had gotten from uh, previous living armor in that massacre so long ago, and uh, through noticing it, the warrior notices that the living armor has a a little spot, an egg on its shield, and he's like, wait a moment. And so uh, he chops off the living armor's head, Uh, grabs it, looks at it, pries some of it open, and he realizes that the armor is serving as a shell and that actually this living armor, it's not magically controlled, it's a mollusk. It's an armor mollusk. And so uh, he handles that situation, he saves the party, uh, and then once they realize that, they're like, well, I mean, now now we have to eat the living armor. So they they make a handful of meals, including like stir fry from it. And uh, finally... To replace his sword, he gets the sword from the glorious living armor, uh, so it's all fancy and nice, and it has a little mollusk creature in it that's just coming along for the ride now. Yep. Uh, pre- pretty solid episode three. I think much stronger than the previous two. I think it's starting to find its identity a lot more at this stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Episode four, we see uh, like the dwarf's home base. Uh, he uses dirt golems as a type of garden, which is a fun little idea. Uh, And I I think now's a good time as any to talk about what I think this show does the best. And it is all of these little details to make this fantasy world feel lived in. And it does so through the medium of food, right? And cooking and harvesting and all of these different things by being like, okay, we're going to eat monsters. It then follows through with that idea. It doesn't just say, all right, here's the premise, whatever, and do it mindlessly like so many shows with good premises too, where they're they just ride on their premise, but they don't like explore it meaningfully. No, this one goes all in. It's like, all right, let's talk about the ecosystems, let's talk about the mechanics of this, let's talk about the parallels. Uh and I I enjoy that. I enjoy the thought and consideration that goes into that, including especially all of the small details that contribute there. Uh I, I think that's wildly compelling, very interesting, extremely novel uh for what you tend to get i always love when things uh analyze stuff like that uh like a little too deeply Uh there's one uh channel on youtube that it kind of hits this similar uh similar vein uh let, let me see if i can remember it okay it's it's a it's this person thought potato on youtube and they do That's like cryptid name. <laughs> it is they do like cryptid uh biology right and anatomy and stuff like that where they want to do deep dives on exactly those questions uh, and, and it's just fascinating because it's like alright you've, you've given me this fantastical idea and now I'm going to level with that in a very like sincere and mindful way and see what comes up and you often f- come up with like pleasantly surprising innovations like using dirt golems as gardens uh, or, or little details uh, in the show that are also strong but not even not even from just the food point of view, but at one point, uh, they're they're chilling in an alcove in the dungeon, and a different party walks by, and they just give them a polite wave, and it helps—that small gesture makes it feel lived in, right? This is something that a lot of adventurers are doing. Uh, not only are the monsters in their own ecosystem, but the explorers and the adventurers, they are also uh, there as well. They are also part of this ecosystem. Uh, and I, I greatly admire both of those aspects of it.
1: And not to mention all of the people that are actively living in this dungeon as well. From, yeah. From like the uh, ne'er-do-wells-in-scummy humans to, uh, well, what happens in the fourth episode with the uh, orc colony. Yep,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, that, that's where we get to next where they find a, a tavern um, at in this dungeon uh, in the fourth episode. They go visit it. There's some like disagreements, and then a bunch of orcs show up, uh, who at first I thought were hop goblins, because they are very fluffy orcs.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's a it's very much a different interpretation of orc, which you know what I'm here for.
0: Yeah, they and, and it, they they basically they were like, no, but we need the baby orc to be adorable, and it's like, all right, okay, because it's just like a fluffy pig baby. Yep. Uh- yeah,
1: because like it takes the <laughs> classic elements of orcs being pig-like and. Then just kind of bugbears them up a little bit,
0: throws yeah, some yeah, fluff yeah. on them,
1: and it's very good in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I I enjoy it. Uh, the orcs arrive, massacre everybody, but no, they know the dwarf, so they're like, "You guys are cool, but we're still gonna have to take you into custody." The orcs have some conflict with the the dragon, and so uh, the the dwarf is basically able to talk his way out of things with food, and they're like, we're, "We'll go handle that dragon for you. Just you know, let us go." And he's like, "All right, cool, deal."
1: And I will say my favorite joke of that episode is uh, just Senshi just shouting about bread makes me very oh, happy. Oh yeah,
0: he the dwarf is gets wildly excited about the idea of of bread. Um, and then when the or- big orc is about to take it, and his kid is like, "But they they, they made the bread, and they don't get to have any." And it's like, "Ah, oh, buddy, now you're learning about the alienation from your labor." Uh, s- <laughs> <laughs> hell of a thing to learn early but you're getting there
1: yeah uh, tough life lessons kid
0: uh-, <laughs> <laughs> uh so we get to episode five where now we jump to a different adventuring party uh right All, with some different personalities going on and uh you, you have this this Main guy, a dog, Little Red Riding Hood, a couple of others. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> this might be hard for you to believe, but the dog uh, is apparently a kobold in this setting.
0: What the fuck are you talking? Oh wait, wait, because uh, originally, wait, if I remember correctly, let me go into my deep D and D lore. All right. Well, yeah, and can... like originally, weren't kobolds a little bit like they were more canine-esque, and there it... was only when when people. Fell in love with the more dragon interpretations that they leaned into it, uh, or something like that.
1: Yeah. So let me get let me get deep fantasy for you here, Rem. All right, all right, because uh, cool. this goes even pre D Uh, so D D kobolds have always kind of had a lizard like quality to them, but they were lizards mixed with dogs specifically. Like they have a dog like nose and like uh, that aspect to them. Uh, but the fun thing, fun fun fact, kobold and goblin, they mean the exact same fucking thing. yeah like etymologically speaking kobolds and goblins kind of come from the same type of place uh different words for strange little monster creature and a lot of people have interpreted uh them as like weird little hairy monstrosities and applied canine aspects to them uh but as time went on people were like okay well this is we know what a goblin is uh but kobold is a different word so they have to be different right and more and more people had different interpretations of what a kobold was, and eventually the little tiny lizard guys uh, kind of stuck as the more popular interpretations, primarily due to things like um, a D&D, which really emphasized a lot of the lizard traits, and uh, Pathfinder, which went full lizard with their kobolds. Uh, and uh, since then, people are just like, oh yeah, connecting them with dragons specifically is what makes them extra interesting and not just, you know, goblins with scales. Uh, so, yeah. So that's 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 the big difference. But yeah, there are interpretations of kobolds uh, throughout um, fantasy writing where they can lean a bit canine or can be just simply described as straight up goblins, which I find incredibly fascinating. So I wasn't surprised to see uh, this guy be called a kobold, but it, it, it's just like not—it's not what my heart pictures when I picture a kobold. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that's
0: just a cute little dog. Boy. It's not what we're used to anymore. Uh, so this, this B-team party, they, they go down, they stumble upon some, uh, like, a, a small chest of coins and jewels, uh, and then we cut back to our main party. Oh,
1: uh, and I and- will also say, uh, another example of kobolds is, like, World of Warcraft, where they're, like, rat men. Oh,
0: interesting. <laughs> yeah. So our main party, uh, we, we cut to them, who then stumble upon the B-team, who have uh, been left for dead. Uh, and the coins and jewelry are scattered around. And as we see that these coin and jewels, they are all treasure bugs. Uh, and the treasure bugs fucked up the B-team. Uh, the dwarf is like delicious. So the wizard stuns all of the bugs and the dwarf cooks them and then just throws away the real gems, which the rest of the party's like, what the fuck? Oh, um, and it's
1: more funny than that. He separates the real treasure from the bugs and is like, all right, these ones are edible, these ones are not, and chill chuck. The lovely little halfling rogue just shows up and's like, oh, so should we just throw these away? He's like, oh, yeah, you can if you like. Uh, and so he starts, throws them away. It's like, after all, you can't eat real treasure after, yeah. the, after they've been tossed over. And that is genuinely another fucking great joke. That is a great fucking joke, and I love that.
0: It's pretty good. Then some ghosts show up uh, and attack them, and there, there's some uh, uh, reminiscing about the, the cleric sister and, and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, they, they handle the ghosts by making some holy water. And then this is easily like above and beyond the most creative they've done any of the foods. Uh, because like, this is, I, I, the other ones are, are fun in their own way, a little bit creative, but you know, pretty straightforward. Um, there's, it's like, oh yeah, 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 that, that totally makes sense. This is the first one that like almost feels like a revelation of sorts. Because mm-hmm. through making the holy water and the specific ingredients they're adding, referencing lore all of the way, um, and they've also established that the ghosts and stuff make a very cold touch, so they end up swinging a glass of holy water through all of these ghosts, which then freezes this concoction um, and then because of all of the different ingredients it had plus the motion it ends up plus the motion it ends and the chill it makes. Uh, a sorbet it makes uh basically some ice cream which is it was so clever because of how it added uh like the different ingredients the sugar then the salt and uh everything else and it was like oh it, masterfully done that is it would be difficult to have like that high of caliber but I I thought that was sort of a masterful moment
1: yeah and I like if you know how ice cream and sorbets are made like you can go back and watch that scene and be like, oh shit, yeah, those are kind of all the things you need, just with some extra fantasy elements thrown in. Yeah, and the, and f- the it,
0: fact that they don't, they're not like, oh, this is our goal. They set up everything in advance, let it happen, and they're like, oh, by the way, and you're like, oh, I see, I see what yeah. you did.
1: Yeah, it's very much its very much a discovery for the characters as much as it is for us. Which
0: So overall, um, I, I think that, uh, and that's basically episode 5 ends. Yeah. So, I do have a lot of genuine critiques about this show. Um, and I, I think that, especially zoomed out like as, as a story and, and the the characters and stuff, I think it does even still leave some to be desired. Um, I, I think it's platonic ideal would be that you really feel the party dynamics. you feel their history together, right. And thus far, I I don't really which is unfortunate. Like, there's some bits and pieces kind of there, but it's not nearly as prominent as I would like. Uh, But with the actual premise of the show, the idea of the show, and with how thoughtfully all of that is handled, uh, that is both well done and something you just don't really see in any other show like this. And so this is the kind of show that I, I rate a certain way, but then add a little asterisk so I probably rate this at like six, six and a half. Right? Uh, it's getting a favorable review. I'm a little low on the favorable rating, but it's a six and a half asterisk that is very worth watching because it's doing something different, and I I appreciate that uh, even with the uh, the drawbacks.
1: Well, and I don't even think that drawback is much of a drawback considering that as the story progresses, they get closer and closer. You find out more about how they care about uh uh fallen who is the uh sister and yeah but
0: like two and a half hours in i mean
1: it's a 24 episode season so you know it's and it's a manga that doesn't overstay its welcome either rem it's uh it's finished completely finished now um as of i think last year uh hard to remember um but it only has 94 chapters which for a like fully realized fantasy manga is quite short in my opinion yeah uh, but I I fucking adore and love it. And uh, one one little anecdote I know is that the author of this, um, let's see, her name is uh uh Ryoko Kui. Uh she uh is quite well known for being a big fantasy nerd. Uh so much so that um <laughs> that after uh that a lot of the inspiration comes from OG Baldur's Gate one and two for this series. As well as the fact that there's a rumor that she wanted to wrap up her manga so that she could play Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> which... <laughs> man, it, like, Like, I, I respect. Massive respect for that.
0: <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good.
1: And it is... I, I quite frankly love and adore this manga uh, and this anime. And it's done by Studio Trigger, too, which I was surprised to find out about because rather than going with a typical Studio Trigger style, uh, they pretty faithfully match the style of the uh, original manga and add a lot of really uh, great scenes and animation in it. And it's hilarious. A lot of the jokes animate super well. Like, even in those first two episodes, I was laughing quite a bit myself. Like, I'm I, i, I I'm gonna say it, the bit with the mandrake and uh, Martial accidentally hearing the tail end of the mandrake scream and being a little stupid for a bit makes me chuckle every goddamn time I hear it.
0: That that's a decent moment, just because it leads into like a serious conversation. Correct, and, uh, and and it's a nice contrast.
1: I I love and adore it, and it's funny in both the sub and the dub. Uh, which you know that's always a plus as well. The dub for this is all is actually pretty solid as well. I will say. Uh, I
0: I've been informed that uh Pro-ZD is the dwarf, which yep. is great.
1: Yeah. Oh, and it's it's he is so fucking good at playing Senshi, especially during the bread scene. <laughs> Look, there's, oh, there's something really fucking funny about a grown dwarf just shouting bread over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm making myself chuckle just thinking about it. It just makes me so happy. Look, this is a comfort show for me, Rem, and like, while I can respect your, your rating of a 6.5, like, for me, this is like, basically an 8 out of 10 for me, just because of it, hit, it hits my fantasy nerd heart in all the right ways. And I love the full story, I love all the character interactions, and uh, let's face it, there's a lot of strong implications of Marseille and Fallen, uh, the sister, once again, since you didn't pay attention to their names, uh, being a bit of a you know, a bit of a wizardly couple. So, you know, there's a... Look, I'm just saying yams are present. (laughs) And I love and adore that. But yeah, I, I... And I'm just glad that you don't... Like, your critiques are fair and reasonable uh but don't make me want to jump out of a building because i was a little scared because i i genuinely adored this show and this manga from the get-go
0: yeah and i i think that's a reasonable take uh like it's it's some sometimes it's like oh this one is like super hyped up and i end up watching it on the podcast and i'm like but why though we had something similar recently but something like dungeon Meshi, I'm like, I, yeah, I get it. It's doing something else. It's doing something differently, uh, and any any slight amount of novelty, man, that, it goes so far, because we, look, we've all been inunda- inundated with the same old anime bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> we've all, we all see the draw facade star right. We all know, the, we see the exact same hues there.
1: So you're telling me that of the two "quote unquote" big anime this season, this one, uh, which look my bias might be showing because I think I'm I'm one of the few people saying this is one of the big shows of the season, uh, uh, because everybody seems to be like hardline focused on uh, fucking uh, solo leveling still, and I'm just like, but but look at this one, (laughs) I think this one's much better in my opinion.
0: I, I I think this one unfortunately does have probably less commercial appeal. Mm. Um, I would because... buy a
1: dungeon meshi cookbook in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you put that out, uh, gang, and I am. I'm amazed I'm it
0: doesn't it. exist already.
1: Yeah, no, like, I, I same. Honestly, uh, actually, does it? Hold on, hold on. I got, it. I've got the power of Google on my side. One second, one second. Dungeon meshi cookbook, please, please. No, no, it doesn't. Unfortunate. <sighs> I am sad.
0: It's gonna be okay, bud.
1: Like, I mean, it even made eating bugs seem appealing to me, which <laughs> ain't great, because I, I, I'll i be honest with you, Rem, when I saw the uh, pearl necklace uh, centipede, I nearly passed out a little bit in the back of my mind the first time I saw it, because <laughs> I'd be like, because you know me, if I was in a fantasy setting and I found treasure, you know for a fact I'd be gotten by most mimics, and mimics I mean, that are who, bugs?
0: And plus, who doesn't want to put gold coins or pearls in their mouth everybody wants it (laughs) It,
1: that is true that is true it's very much like oh man that's a shiny thing that it's it's forbidden candy is what it is right there it's true (laughs) you can't eat it because it'll make your tum-tum sick but in this setting oh yeah you might be able to uh and they'll be high in protein (laughs) and potentially be able to be turned into uh into a lovely sorbet which shit man like i wanted to eat at sorbet really fucking badly, and I knew everything that was in it. Like it just looked great; it looked fucking great. Oh yeah, uh, and that—that that is one thing that's great about this show—is uh, you get to see all the great fantasy anime food and be like, "Oh man, this is great!" As you open up another top ramen packet. <laughs> 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 oh, god, but <laughs> uh I, 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 I highly—this is my anime of the season, Rem. Like, oh, not anime- surprised
0: at all. <laughs>
1: and like it it's just so me coded I feel like. It's a bit weird oh, to describe undeniable. something as coded for myself but it's a they, fantasy this, show. this with is I mean this coffee.
0: is just you and Dylan the show you two would make.
1: Yeah. I mean in a lot of ways, yeah. I'd be like, "Ah, oh, got to do some fun fantasy." And Dylan's be like, "Well, I uh how about some cooking? What about cooking? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Maybe some drinks. That'd be fun. Uh cuz like genuinely the first episode of the podcast he was on, he was on an anime where it was all about alcohol, so
0: <laughs> yep, yep.
1: So it tracks, but yeah, like it, I, I, hey, I like the fun fantasy cooking anime, uh, and a uh, lot everybody that I've talked to about it seems to agree. Now the question is Remington, uh, what do you think the Mal score for uh, Dungeon Meshi is?
0: Ooh, all right, okay. Let's see. So the originality will give it a big boost, but it's a a little bit more niche for that reason, so it won't be everybody's cup of tea. Um, I don't know if. The critiques I gave, I don't give. Think I don't know if anybody will give a single shit about those. Oh, I don't.
1: i Oh, I know you don't. I'm gonna I... say
0: eight flat.
1: An eight flat. Yep. So basically, you're just mim- mimicking my score.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think the weeps just totally agree with you. They're right there.
1: Wow. I don't know whether to be flattered or insulted. Um. <laughs> well, Remington. Uh, currently on Mal, this only has uh nineteen thousand ratings which, really fucking low, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, considering, you know, uh, solo leveling had 76,000, uh, well currently, at the same time of this recording. it's probably close yeah. to, like, 74,000 back then. But, like, that's, you know, nearly uh, like, that's, like, nearly four times, four times? Four times, yeah. Nearly four times <laughs> as Math as, is complicated. Like, hey, gang, I deal with numbers between 1 and 30, mostly. <laughs> that's D&D, gang. Uh, <laughs> That that's my preferred math, um, but and sometimes one to one hundred. But you know percentile dice, who uses those? Uh, I certainly didn't in our last session. That'd be ridiculous. Um, uh, with only nineteen thousand uh, ratings, it is sitting nice and pretty at seven point seven one.
0: Oh, a little lower than anticipated.
1: Which I agree, it's way lower than in my opinion. Like I, I'm just like when I first saw that, I was like, but why?
0: Yeah, that, like, that does surprise me a bit, but I I yeah. guess as as I said, it it's probably just uh it's a bit weirder for a lot of people. Some people may not like the mix, and it, as I've already admitted, you know, sometimes that mix that mix gets a little bit messy at times. So if you're here for one or the other, then you may be unsatisfied that you don't get enough of either.
1: Whereas I'm fully satisfied. Oh, and <laughs> yeah. to make myself a little more depressed, uh, the third season of Classroom of the Elite is airing now, if you recall that anime.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, the one you really hated.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: it has double uh, the reviews and is sitting at 8.06, which
0: yeah, sounds right. makes me
1: so goddamn angry. <laughs> it made me so goddamn <laughs> angry when I saw that. I was like, you sons of bitches. You yeah, are sleeping it on this. It should have been this. <laughs> it should have been this. Because the other shows that are sitting in the 8 range uh, are all uh, either the new hotness the second season or the one exception is a romance anime we might cover in the future because it's very fluffy and shoujo but has a premise that is not normally done. So we might cover that one in the future. But the point stands is, gang, Dungeon Meshi should be something on your watch list. That's my personal opinion and definitely not biased at all because I want more good fantasy stuff and more cute elf action. Uh, wait. Yeah. That wait. Mm, I should rephrase that. Send
0: Sean <laughs> yeah. all of your cute elf action. Oh, no, uh, no. Ram, If they're don't. mothers, it's even better. Ram, now that's going know? now that's just going to be subject line elf action with uh MILF if if they're uh, a mother, uh to animatic at gmail.com. Ram, um Sean can't. will read it that moment. Even if he's at work, he can't help himself. He's gonna get fired one of these days.
1: Oh god Rem that's the worst part. When I'm slacking off at work, I do check the
0: emails.
1: (laughs) Which has bit me in the ass a couple times, but thankfully my office is a little secluded.
0: Now I want all of our lovely listeners picture the scene, alright? Picture the scene of Sean getting caught at work, opening up Milfenti. Now (laughs) if if that doesn't warm your heart. Okay. (laughs) Listen. We don't need people sending
1: me fucking elf dojos. I'm
0: manifesting it.
1: You get look. My love for elves does not automatically mean I need to have horny elf things sent my way.
0: No, you don't have to. You want? To.
1: <laughs> don't don't put words in my mouth. Just because I find elves great and wonderful does not mean I need elf paraphernalia.
0: <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. <laughs>
1: we'll see. What do you mean, we'll see?
0: Oh, uh, you know, it's up to them now.
1: Oh, thank God our P.O. Box information isn't public. Um. <laughs> Alright, so. Uh, I guess that leaves just one final question to Rem. Uh, any chance you'd want to watch more Dungeon Meshy with me sometime?
0: Uh, I-, I would be down. Uh, it's not like urgent, but I would be willing.
1: Good, because. Y- look, if I can find an excuse to revisit this just so I can talk <laughs> about it more, you know I'm gonna. You know I'm
0: gonna... Oh, man. I have my
1: biases, I understand.
0: Yep, yep. And <laughs>
1: my biases happen to feature good food, uh, good food, good comedy, and cute elf girls. <laughs> like, Rem, doesn't it just, like, make you happy a little bit when... And Sean
0: is eager to eat two out of three of those.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, here I was gonna comment on the cute little ear wiggle that they do sometimes, and no, no, instead, you... You just... you just... you, you just make it... yep, yep. Why you gotta make it horny, my man? Why you gotta make uh, it horny? Uh,
0: uh, Look, make it horny, recognize the horny that was already there. It's it's just how it goes.
1: Look, I know that I live in a world where I can't have a hot elf wife.
0: <laughs> not with that attitude.
1: <laughs> if any actual elves want to get in touch.
0: <laughs> oh god, I
1: gotta, I, we've gotta stop. We've gotta stop. Uh, my, my id is showing and we do not need that. Uh. Wait, is it id or ego? Which is the instinctual one?
0: Oh, this would be your id hardcore.
1: Okay, just making sure. I, I wanted to sound uh I wanted to sound correct with my, you know, silly uh personality theory thing. Was that a Freud one? That feels like a Freud one.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, just making sure. Uh so I guess with that in mind, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh we really appreciate it. If you enjoyed me gushing over fantasy tropes and respectfully enjoying Elves, uh, then please head on over to wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. Uh, They mean the world to us and we do read every single one. Uh, But if that's still not enough for you, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash where myself, Dylan, and Remington do occasionally play video games very poorly. And those streams should theoretically start up again soon because myself and Dylan have finally moved into our new place. Uh, The important thing right now is just setting up my computer so that uh, I can actually stream again and hopefully the audio quality on this half of the episode wasn't too terrible uh dylan will yell at me otherwise oh yeah uh but if that is still not enough for you you can head on over to patreon.com slash out of context where you gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material including having the opportunity to be thanked live on the podcast so rem who are we thanking this week
0: well as always we would like to send our regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists as well as our magical girls who we really appreciate but moving on we get toward yandere waifus who are leaving us for dead to the Red Dragon uh, only to revive us if we're shit out. Uh, <laughs> on that list, we have... <laughs> we'll we'll become a poop golem. It'll be great. I, my oh, name is I First Out, bitch. Oops, sorry. I was just overly excited. You're not a bitch. Please don't hurt me. Zombie Stomp. Xanax. Yandere Neko. Why Sean? Why Sean? When is the Forest Fairy 5 revisit? Well, stuff my ass and call me Cork Borkner. Week two of asking for a DBZ review. Finally, Sean. Wash your pits, Sean. Walk me home gently, Utah number one, unhinged prax, totally god's angel, t- t- Titan C and H, king, ruler of Oronite. This week, Sean takes a trip down Judy Hop's rabbit hole to find Wonderland. The villain behind glasses wants a bridge to revisit. The Susanator, the pocket big hold you need in your pocket. Uh, the Danish Viking will conquer the world with Roronoa Zoro as my navigator. That guy is probably an, on FBI, CIA, NSA, HSA, and DOD watch lists. Thanks to of the Discord for introducing me to Sergeant Frog. Turban, super zoo stacy's mom stacy snakey Pies, shoujo addict who doesn't need help just more manga to read and anime to watch sean wants to give rem a thank and yank sean's absolutely monstrous and girthy milf destroyer sean the sean block Aren't is I? the best part of the patreon <laughs> reads sean gift me a name sean the rem block might take over how do you feel no I, oh That's sean fine. the rem block might take over how do you feel oh i like my block so keep singing praise of my depravity and love for judy all right sean <laughs> if you say so
1: I hate, I hate this.
0: I, I hate uh, it here. <laughs> Sean ruined my happy sugar life when he, got. I just really, really loved the Spoon Man. People love the Spoon Man, Sean. God.
1: We didn't mention he'll, him once in the actual episode.
0: Oh, uh, that's fine. He can make a comeback. <laughs> hey, the Spoon Man, he's always here. He's always watching, all right? He doesn't need to, to make his presence known every week. Just know that right behind Sean as he's recording this whole time has been the Spoon Man, watching.
1: I I genuinely just looked behind myself to make sure Dylan wasn't there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think if Dylan was there holding his spoon, you would have shit yourself. Thousand Uh, percent. You would (laughs) be like, how did he know? (laughs) Uh, Sean puts the bar in Capybara Ara. Sean, I'm a Capybara, not a rabbit. Put your pants back on. Sean had a last that could go all night, but he got out of breath when he had to blow her up. Sean Farmer weebs Weekly MILF doki recommendation till Doki Marchura is Airs of Scarlet. Sean can do 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 these nuts. Seth Senju, Seraphim the Shark Plushie. Seguide Kai, that's what she said. Sean wants clap. Judy hops Cheeks like Aoi Toto claps his hands. I fuck that.
1: It's a reference to Judas Jujutsu his His power is based on clapping, and he's very sassy about his clapping.
0: Ah, just like you're sassy about clapping them cheeks. Ross Palmer, Riku the Dawn Hero, Randon Williams rgb98 remington is right rem uses the drums of liberation to free all weeps from bad anime rem said performs two out of musical episodes so here's 10 bucks rem please sing sean's favorite bedtime song doki doki dachi Ma- dachi Matura, doki doki dachi Matra, choki choki choka chakra uh rem is wrong about cowboy bebop sean is right about milfs what?
1: What? Hmm.
0: I, I will also know um uh, so I, I because i was on uh i, I was on shonen flop right uh, they did make it out just how often they have to read some of the depraved.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> David, Jordan, I'm sorry. As, I'm
0: as, sorry. As they, they explained to me, they just often have to be like, Thanks, Remington, choke me, please, Daddy. Oh, Sean, make me come. I was just <laughs> lose. <losing. laughs> oh god let me make it up to you guys i'm sorry (laughs) oh it's genuinely hysterical oh man all the more reason to do shit like that am i right fellas all right uh rem doesn't completely hit my favorite shows rem came for the weasel words and stayed for the weasel rem and ram are the best waifus and i will murder all who disagree pro tips out of context whenever someone says you're incorrect blame it on the mandela effect that's what boomers are doing Professor Fox, Paco Musico, Other McNutt wants Daddy Dill's pickle. No wife, no life. 907, Nick, Nice Legs, Daisy Dukes makes man go do do do. Necrodancer fourteen fifteen. My next guest is gonna be an Unluck one. Uh, move. But thank my dad, Provisus, I don't know. I, I I'm clueless. Misaka came here to kick ass and eat takoyaki, and she's all out of takoyaki. Says Misaka, she buys more takoyaki. Mikako seven here. Myrmicorn fire. Fake make making fake mal accounts so I can. Rate, Force Fairy 5, 10 out of 10. Macaroni, Cheese huh? Link, Jokerl, Girl. Kylo, King Rich Rock, Cassidy. Just watch SAO, Alice Underworld, Part 2, Episode 1, Yikes, Do 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 do. Uh, Jurgidious, Jax, Jamhands, Icon Scout. I will never get more Ace of the Diamond, now I cry. I was hoping Red would dislike even more than he did to validate my opinion. I, Remington Chase, am once again reminding you, and Sean thinks you should fuck your sister. Uh, Hunter Tain. happy birthday, Cryptid Milf. Hey, happy birthday. Uh, happy sixth democracy. anniversary! Democracy is ruled by the people for the people, but the people are.
1: Well, mm, can't, not a fan of that word, gang. Not a fan uh, of that word, gang. Uh,
0: the 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 people the people are are sometimes pretty stupid though. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, but next there are week, better words to use. Oh, oh for, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and next week we'll properly celebrate our sixth anniversary, which yep. is uh, very exciting. Uh, Glenn Michael Dolan, Ginger Weeb, Furble the Merble, Durable Shaburble, uh, Tide, Esteban Espino, uh, Erica McCorkle, edgy awkward girl, born and raised in a Roman Catholic household in Castlevania as a work of art. Do-do-do-do, it's Spoon Man. you're damn right, it's Spoon Man. Don't do drugs, do anime titties. Domo, Danielle Riot. Daddy Rum, tell me a bedtime story. Cuntified Gothier to remind you that you just lost the game. Chris Thorstad, Cheese Monkey. Celestial Fox. Catgirls are best girls, so give them cute little paws. Brock for G-Dudes this Friday. Uh... 7, 8, 14, M31, John Hammer versus Heresy Horace. Bridge of the Vengeful Spirit. All right. <laughs> Big Blue Bear Boy. Bar- Bar- Bartholomew Flem. Bento Kato, a bi girl seeking tickets to Yamfest. Bees Sugar. Been a while since I've changed my name on here, but I've got a third 4.0. I can't believe it. I'm also changing my major from funeral... Angel for a good cause, and every day that Raven comes to visit, Amazing Muffin, AJ Tunnels, Aisha Deji, Adele Girl. A hurry a day doesn't keep the DocuBonkers away, and Dot. Now we move on to the Boy Wizard tier where everybody will be given a creature to eat. And on that list we have. Uh, when JoJo's revisit Goth Overlord Dylan, Milfunter Sean, and Dilfunter Rem, you are gonna eat a giant. Viper, you get to eat a demon. Vincent Calabresi, you are gonna eat a, a reptilian. <laughs> Just eat an Argonian. Oh no, I don't know if that's kosher.
1: it depends on what kind of eating you're doing.
0: That reminds me, an angel of eden says you are interested in men. You are going to eat a a zombie. That mouse girl, you get a dire wolf. Sound secondary? A ghost. Ryan and Melana are eagerly waiting for the three hundredth episode. You are going to get you just skeletons. Oh, uh, yep. Uh, Rowdyo, you get giant spiders. Uh, Roscop, you are gonna get giant bats. Question time, Sean. Last time you felt a woman's touch, wink wink. No uh, You're gonna get a slime. Please consider the Magical Girl musical of Healer Girl. I want to know Rem's opinion. You get a slime lord. Nightshade Blade, you are gonna get a ghoul. I, I, I you know, somebody else got a zombie, but you specifically get a ghoul. I mean, interpret Sure, one was censored in comics for a while. Uh, <laughs> let's see uh monogatari has everything you guys said you like in an anime uh this week uh this ha- therein is reasonable and rational and finds mc funny you are gonna get an owl bear mike mm-hmm. says get in the fucking robot rem you get a cyclops miguel de Leon, you are gonna eat uh, just a wizard <laughs> <laughs> Latinos fifth handman age war with princess and okay i hate nature and nature hates me you get the big hole kugor you're gonna eat an ogre uh, they're they're like onions, or so I've heard. I Remington proposed to Sean, so please marry me. You are gonna get a knoll. Uh, you I finally remembered to change this now. You don't want
1: knolls, man, like that. Well, that's what kinda- <laughs> now what
0: to make it Spicitis. You are gonna get an air genasi. not very filling. I can't wait to hear those boys talk about <laughs> perks. You get uh a water genasi. Okay, more acceptable. Hey, We're Sean, I want way
1: too close to cannibalism. I feel.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> or or your ass so hard you can't sit for weeks. You get a fire genasi. Good luck. Drew, 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 you said my name thrice, now you're doomed. You're going to get an Earth Genasi. Uh, good luck. Demon Ray 13, you get a giant ant. Crimson Reapers, just because of the scythes, you get a chimera. Carver 271, you get a beholder. Blood Cell, not the protein shake-loving, did always angry always-angry-white-ones, the gamers scuzzling angels the red ones. You get a harpy. Beethoven 1201, you're going to get a bandit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is just cannibalism.
0: ha <laughs> ha! uh anonymous you get to eat a lich anime of the week, rise of the shield psycho 100 you get a hydra animated z you are gonna get a basilisk all father climbed aboard and brought along his all his hopes and dreams you get to eat cthulhu himself second to none you are gonna eat a griffin now we move on to the inappropriate joey wheeler tier where sean as joey wheeler will describe in succulent detail the fine meal you are about to eat, and I'm going to tell you what it's made out of. We start with, Sean, help me study the reproductive system. You can be my hands-on anatomical model.
1: I... So, sorry, what am I doing for them? That that actually... That, that took me out a little <laughs> bit. I, like, I did, I did a soft... Sean, on my I brain.
0: need you to be professional. You can't be this horny. You are going not... to describe in detail, a nice succulent meal, all right? And then I'm going right, to say right, what right. it's actually made out of.
1: Okay, okay, all right. <clears throat> uh, your nice delicious meal is going to be a a nice spin on a classic Italian carbonara. You know, you got simple ingredients uh, expertly crafted together to a nice dish, and it's going to be paired with a nice side of uh, well-seasoned uh, meat. Yeah.
0: All right, and that is going to be uh, it, so the it's going to be a pasta golem and the Jersey Devil. They are what contributed to that dish.
1: The Jersey Devil.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a one time only dish.
1: <laughs> Holy shit! I don't know if <laughs> yeah. Jersey Devil steak would even be that good. He looks like a thin reedy son of a. bitch.
0: It's really about the novelty. Uh, next, we like, got my dear like getting old the mom. To
1: fuck God, is that? Is yeah, that... exactly.
0: You okay. get it. You understand? Oh, and
1: we're now. I'm now gonna choose one for your mom. Sorry about that transition. Uh, yeah, mom. That's um, how it goes. Uh, um, let Let's see. uh, mm, uh you get a. Uh, ah, you're gonna get a lovely. It, it's gonna be a bit of a sweet treat for you. You're gonna have a nice, lovely uh slice of of cake uh with lots of sprinkles. Uh, and it's gonna be very. It's gonna be paired with a nice, um, oh, you know, it, just a a nice milkshake. It's gonna be nice and uh, nice and sweet and hearty, and you're gonna pass the fuck out after eating it because my god, the
0: calories. <laughs> All right, so yeah, the the cake is uh uh what what's it called? Uh, the cake is ju- uh just a uh, dead Alcremie uh from Pokemon. <laughs> oh no! I know it is... It's pretty messed up. Especially because
1: uh, G- Gigantamax Al Creamy is
0: a cake. Yeah, why, well, yeah, exactly.
1: So you Gigantamax it, fucking kill it, and then just take a slice out of it.
0: Uh, The sprinkles are some Pogapi shell, and oh. then the milkshake, it, it was made fresh by Machoke. All right, now we oh. go to <laughs> Blue Bear Blue Baron 15.
1: Oh, God, uh... What cuisine
0: do they get?
1: You know, they're gonna get, uh, you know, a nice respectful plate of, of, uh, liver greens
0: served with a nice Chianti. Ah, perfect, perfect. Uh, and all of those ingredients are just whatever the fuck we found in Sean's room. Possibly Sean! I beg your pardon? Thank you all for tuning in. If you want to reach out, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com.
1: Oh, God. Uh, Your girlfriend sent me a picture of a sweater she saw while thrifting, uh, saying that she was thinking of me when she saw it, and it's just an Ahegao print
0: sweater. (laughs) She knows you so well.
1: I feel attacked um also apparently the, thr- the thrift store is trying to sell it for 17 fucking dollars um
0: Yikes. that ain't oh, a thrift store price
1: no especially not for that monstrosity anyways all right close this out sean shit yeah thanks thanks once again for tuning in uh we love and appreciate you very very much and as always uh don't fuck your sister Hello, and welcome to Anime Out of Context. Huh, I am sad. I'm Remington
0: Chase. Picture the scene, alright. Picture the scene of Sean getting caught at work, opening up... Judy Hopps! ...Sentai.
1: Uh, I'll tell you right now, this show's given me wood. Because I find elves great and wonderful means I need elf paraphernalia. <laughs> my love for elves automatically means I need to have horny elf things sent my way. I want more good fantasy stuff and more cute elf action. I need to have cute elves step on me and give me the in protein pearl necklace.